Welcome to the Raising Thriving Athletes podcast, the show for coaches and parents of young athletes who want to set up their athletes for success on the field and in life, where smarter training beats overtraining and healthy habits replace visits to the doctor's office. Hey there, coming to you from Surf City, USA in sunny Southern California. This is Matt Swift. I'm your host for the Raising Thriving Athletes podcast. And I am just super stoked once again to get the privilege of sitting down with some amazing people and discussing all things related to raising thriving athletes. Um, I am a physical therapist and a coach and a parent of athletes and a college, ex-college athlete. Um, I even referee a few times. So I, I am in the mix of all the youth sports areas here. And this episode today, we are talking about college recruitment. And this is something that I believe is something that's ever-changing, and th- times are changing with how kids are being recruited. Um, and there's a lot of probably maybe misinformation or misunderstanding about college recruitment. It's definitely something that I'm learning about, too, and that's probably why I even wanted to have this conversation. So. It was, uh, it was great. We got to sit down with Kyle Winters. He's one of the recruiting managers from Next College Student Athlete Organization. Um, he's going to talk to us all about college recruitment. Before we get into that, I do want to mention, as always, there is a freebie on the show for you. Um, we are giving away an annual sports cycle planner. And what that is, is it helps you plan out your year for your athlete, um, having a period of rest um, having a period of, of training and and just kind of calendaring that out on an annual cycle is called periodization in the sports training world. But if you if you need a plan to succeed, and if you don't plan, um, sometimes you're just kind of at the mercy of whatever the coach or the organization that you're a part of have your kid doing. And honestly, sometimes that's not the best thing for them. So having an idea of here, these are the days we're gonna rest. Uh, these are the weeks that we're gonna rest or even the months. Um, and what are you doing during that rest time? And, and just a, a little a PDF planner for you to plan that out for yourself. If you're playing multiple sports, it's good to see when seasons start, when they end, where can you squeeze in some some rest time. So um, if you just go to sportschange.com slash planner, um, that's how you can download that, that freebie to you. And um, yeah, so definitely check that out if you have kids playing sports and you want to you uh, begin with some planning there. So in this episode, again, we're talking Kyle Winters. Um, he is a recruiting manager from Next College Student Athlete Organization, and that organization aims to get athletes discovered, helps peer- parents get exposure, and assists coaches in filling their roster. Um, Kyle himself, what, as you'll find out in the show, he... Um, played sports growing up, and he ended up playing professionally um, in baseball. He played seven seasons with the Florida, Maryland, and Washington Nationals organization. Um, and so definitely has a lot of experience. He's worked um, with a lot of college-bound uh, athletes. And so we are going to pick the brain of someone who deals with college recruitment all the time. And I've asked him in this show, what are three myths of college recruitment? And so let's go ahead and listen to the conversation about three myths of college recruitment. 
All right. Well, thank you, Kyle, for coming on the show for the podcast. And I'm just uh, really excited about this conversation that we're going to have here. Awesome. Thank uh, Matt. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm incredibly uh, honored to be here speaking with you here, uh, today. I looked through some of the archives and I see it looked like the last conversation you had was with uh, Reed Pretty, which I, I definitely don't feel like I'm at the uh, the level of him. So I'm, uh, I'm more than honored to, to be speaking with you because that's uh that's pretty awesome territory, a pretty great company to be with. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a it was a great conversation we had with him. Um, and I'm uh, I just love um, this conversation because you are in um, this field of college recruitment, which I think is what's on a lot of parents' minds and coaches' minds and um, a lot of kids, for, for good or for bad, they're, they're playing to get that college scholarship, uh, which we could go into that um, at a different time. But um, first of all, I just wanted to, we'll talk about um, the NCSA and, and the organization, what it is. Um, you can give us uh, just an explanation what that is. But before that, I was just wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about your story, your journey, in from youth sports like where you started and to where you are today absolutely yeah so i am uh, the oldest of, of three um i have two younger sisters uh, one who just started in college but we were uh, born and raised in just outside of denver colorado um, i grew up playing essentially every sport i could my dad had me on hockey skates when i was probably four or five years old but uh-huh. um, hockey was really my, my first love i wanted to be a hockey player more than anything else uh, but played all the sports. I think uh, my parents just got me into everything, and it made sense for me. I, I just love sports as much as anything else in the world, so I, I wanted to play them all, and, and that's basically what filled every season of my life for the first half of my life. Um, but I went to uh, high school in uh, Arvada, Colorado, a small 5A school, Pomona uh, High School, where I ended up quitting hockey after my freshman year and ended up kind of focusing on baseball, though I still played uh, golf and, and basketball at the high school. Uh, by the time my senior year came around, it was just golf and baseball at that point. And, and I knew probably after my freshman year that baseball was going to be a little bit more of my focus. Um, but really went through high school. I played on the freshman team at my high school program. I played on the sophomore team. I played on the JV team as a junior. About halfway through my junior year, ended up getting pulled up to varsity. Uh, so really only played about a year and a half of varsity sports in high school. Uh, pitched at a couple of different events and you know, just by sheer chance of being at the right place at the right time was seen by a couple coaches, the university of Mexico, New Mexico, most notably um, ended up pitching at a tournament in the fall of my senior year in South Florida, where I was pitching against future major leaguers um, and post major leaguers children and did incredibly well, which ended up launching uh, me into being, drafted the following uh, summer in June of uh, 2005, something that I had never really even counted on or even thought about. I ended up getting drafted in the fifth round out of high school and uh, ended up professional baseball, minor league baseball for about seven, eight seasons after that. That's awesome. That's a, yeah, that's, I love hearing the the journey um, of how people end up in, in the professional league. Um, and I think it, sometimes it's not as linear as we, as we think. Um, with this kid being definitely was not for me. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, so staying on that just a little bit, what, if you could think about through your youth, um, sports career through, you know, junior high, the high school, 
Um, okay. What would you say are some of the biggest challenges you've faced, whether from like injuries or being cut from a team or coaches or what were some of the bigger challenges that you had to face in that time? Yeah, I mean, really good question. I, I definitely faced a, a lot of those. Um, I, I think just when you talk about being cut from a team, I was going into high school and I was I was a very good baseball player, but the high school coach didn't really know me. Um, so I, I had to go through a lot of perseverance. At one point we talked about potentially transferring to another high school, but, you know, not necessarily getting a lot of recognition and not feeling like I was going to have any chance to excel at the high school that I was at, uh, playing on that freshman team, playing on that sophomore team, not getting on to varsity until halfway through my junior year. I, I know there were a lot of conversations within my family with, between my parents and I just wondering, you know, if this even makes sense to continue pursuing baseball or sports or, or what are we doing or do we need to transfer to high school like I mentioned before so I know that was pretty tumultuous for our family throughout that entire process um, but I mean definitely it taught me a lot of perseverance and, and I, I really always leaned on um, a phrase that my mom's been saying since I was probably you know five six years old is that it, in the long scheme of things and long scheme of life you know, how much is this going to matter that you didn't make the varsity team as a freshman or sophomore as a junior, whatever it may be. And it really kind of kept me grounded and gave me perspective as to regardless of what's going on, if this isn't going the way that I want it to go, it doesn't really mean that much. It's just about continuing to pursue excellence in whatever it is I'm doing at that time. And, and something that, that stayed with me, I think my mom really instilled in me, my dad really instilled just the hard work ethic in the first place that, that helped me continue persevering through a lot of difficulties that's great that's what and just to kind of highlight that i think um i don't know if, you know putting words in your mouth but it, it seems like that learning that principle is probably of more value in your life than you know winning some championship or something you know it's something that you carry with you that forms you and then you carry it with you the rest of your life and that's what i love about you know having in youth sports kind of the the deeper greater purpose behind it is the, truly the transformation and the, the raising of the athlete that happens in that process that's that's awesome to hear I 100 percent agree I was actually listening to your conversation with Reed Pretty and, and just one thing that came up was talking about you know if I don't end up getting a college scholarship was it worth time and money that I spend doing that's something that I've talked about with my parents since playing hockey we spent a lot of time and money playing hockey growing up from the time I was probably five to about 14, 15, about 10 years total, um, didn't end up playing hockey. And so we talk about, was it worth that time I put in? And this conversation as a, a travel coach that I've had with other parents about, you know, if my, if my daughter doesn't go on to play college softball, what was this all for? And, and I don't look back on my time playing hockey as a waste by any means. I learned so much, so much discipline and accountability and what it means to work hard and what it means to fail what it means to win, how to do both of those things the right way, and just knowing that failing, it doesn't mean that this is the end of the road. It's about what you do moving forward from there. So like you just said, I, I think that's the really really the best perspective is that just from sports, we can learn so much about what it is, what the rest of our lives are going to be like and, and how we have to face adversity no matter what we're doing. Yeah, that's awesome. I love I love hearing that. There's There are certain things that I kind of – believe in my head and I believe it then when I start hearing it from other people it's like hey this is a this is a <laughs> this is a common story <laughs> you know? right, for sure good all right well just kind of switching gears here a little bit and um, could you just tell us about the NCSA so the next college student athlete 
um, a little bit about that organization, what it does, and kind of what your role is in it. Absolutely, yeah. So NCSA, Next College Student Athlete, we're a recruiting network for student athletes, college coaches, club coaches, high school coaches, uh, but mainly we work with student athletes and college coaches. It's uh, an online platform for student athletes to help themselves in the recruiting process and developing relationships to further their potential careers and, and further their ability to um, get scholarships and, and play sports beyond high school and into college. Uh, we've been around since 2000, so about 20 years in the making or so. I've been with NCSA for just over five years myself, but um, essentially student athletes have a platform, have a profile that they can use as essentially like a LinkedIn, as a resume, a one-stop shop for them to send out to college coaches and continue updating as a way to market themselves for their future opportunities. And what we do is we talk with families about the steps that they need to be taking in the recruiting process to not just have the opportunity to, to go to college or to play in college, but really to find the school that's going to be the best fit for them from both an athletic, academic standpoint, from their preferences, where they want to go, go to school, the majors they want to focus on, really just everything they can think about when it comes to college. Our main goal is to empower them to achieve those goals and find the schools can be the best fit for them. That's great. That's that's awesome. You know, I didn't. I ran across you guys because my I, my oldest son, he's a freshman in high school now, and he somehow signed up for you. <laughs> I think through their school, they signed oh, up for you guys. Started getting emails <laughs> from you guys, and I was like, who is who's emailing me about my son? Uh, but it's funny. But uh, yeah, so that's actually how I, I found you guys, and. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's. It's an amazing thing. So, how many how many kids would you guys would you say you guys have worked with in the past twenty years? <laughs> Is that a so over yeah question? over the course of the last twenty yeah yeah so over the last the uh, course of the last twenty years we've had over a hundred thousand student athletes go on to play in college and and that's a number that's ever growing with us in in two thousand nineteen alone in the the school year uh, we had over twenty five thousand student athletes go on to play in college who um, utilized NCSA to leverage their opportunities wow. and to find the, the schools that's the right fit for them. So you guys have a little bit of knowledge in this space. <laughs> a, a little bit, yeah. Of, of, of the um, almost 900 employees here, the vast majority of them are, are former college athletes, coaches, uh, players, just people who've been around sports their entire lives and oh, been wow. around the college athletic scene. Do you say 900? The irony is that I didn't... I, you yeah, see, roughly, it's probably a little less than 900 right now. Oh, my goodness. I didn't realize. That's a that's yeah. a large company. It is. It is. We actually had Sue Enquist come in and speak in our, our all-company. We have a monthly all-company huddle is what we call it. It's an all-company meeting where uh, we get together and talk about what's going on. But Sue Enquist spoke with the whole uh, whole office this morning and kind of got us fired up. So that was uh, that was a really, really, really uh, inspirational morning for us, for that's us all. That's awesome. That's cool. Well, great. So I, I just wanted to um, kind of segue into kind of, I guess, the, the main topic of this and this podcast here. And I just had this thought of um, if you could think of maybe the top three myths that people have about college recruitment. So in your in your time with it, there, I'm assuming there might be some preconceptions that people come in or ideas that they come in with. And you might need to kind of deconstruct those to, to get them in the right direction. And um, so what would you say would be like some of the top three myths that people have about college recruitment? 
Yeah, and, and what's interesting about these three myths that I, I've kind of thought about is they're myths that at one point in my life I'm certain that I believed and my family believed that everyone around me believed was the truth in the case as well. And, and from having worked at NCSA, having been through the process, having two younger sisters who've been through the recruiting process and talking with my parents about how the process was, these are the ones that really kind of stood out to me. And, and the one that really catches my attention that I talk about a lot, I've written an article about it, we do um, NCSA live chats about it, but the, the biggest one that stands out is that if you're good enough, college coaches will find you. And in some cases, that may be the case. If you're Zion going to Duke, yeah, you know, coaches are going to find you. If you're LeBron James coming out of high school, probably coaches are going to find you. That being said, it's really hard. There are a lot of really good student athletes out there. And in the course of the last five, five years, I've spoken with hundreds of student athletes who absolutely were good enough to play at the collegiate level, but weren't getting recruited uh-huh. that were slipping between the cracks. And, and I can really speak to my own experience on this. If not for being at the right place at the right time, I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to play in college either, despite, um, don't want to to come across arrogant, but despite being one of the 100 best probably high school baseball players in the country when I was in high school, I wouldn't have gotten recruited if not for pitching at a couple different locations where I was at the right place at the right time. So regardless of who the student athlete is, one message that I really try to portray to to everybody going through this process is regardless of how good you are, there's more that you can be doing to help yourself in the process to to find the school that's going to be the right fit for you. The more work you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. Doing more is never going to be a bad thing. It's never going to hurt you in recruiting. That's great. Um, and um, along with that, with um, being being talented, I guess this kind of the the flip side of that is, um, and maybe you'll go into this too. But does being not the best player, may I may I get ahead of myself, but being not the best talented coach is that does that eliminate you from your potential from going into college right if you're like hey i'm not i'm not the top player on my team um how does exactly into it yeah no that's that's an incredibly astute really good point is that a lot of people think that hey maybe you know i'm not the star player on my team that i don't have the ability to play at the collegiate level at the same time that it's very competitive there's a lot of opportunity out there sports like basketball there are 1800 schools for men's basketball that have programs for baseball there are 1600 programs across the country that have baseball so there's a lot of opportunity out there and coaches are looking for all types of student athletes they're always looking for committed student athletes who want to come in want to play uh, we had a former um, division one swimmer talk at our huddle a couple months ago uh, he coached at the division three level as well about one of the student athletes he brought in wasn't ever the best swimmer on the team really never escalated she her times really never got that much better but she was someone who was the gel of the team and made everyone better just by her presence being there so there are different intangibles that are out there that college coaches will look for that every team needs as well in addition to those those stars but um, that's one big thing we talk about is that not everybody's a division one player and that's okay there are a lot of opportunities at Division Two, Division Three, NAI level, and if you're really committed to playing your sport in college, those are great opportunities to further your academics through the help of sports as well. So you're exactly right that you don't necessarily need to be the best player in the world to get to get that collegiate opportunity. That really leads kind of into the second myth that that I think about that comes up a lot is that it's too early to start working on recruiting. 
Okay. And where that where that comes from, I think I think a lot of people they see their student athlete as a freshman or as an eighth grader, and they say, my kid hasn't finished growing yet. They're not as big. They're not as strong as they're going to be. They're not a college athlete yet, and that's completely understandable. I was the same way. I grew nine inches from the start of my freshman year to the end of my sophomore year. So really, when we talk with freshmen, we talk with eighth graders, it's not about being a finished product. It's about continuing to develop that coaches in a lot of cases want to see someone who's going to get better. They want to watch their development throughout all of high school because that's what they're going to want to see in college is someone who starts freshman year is going to get better every year as they matriculate through college as well. So, you know, like you said, uh, it's not always about being the best athlete. It's not always about being a finished product. That's great. What I hear there is kind of the, the trajectory that you're headed is more important than where you're at at the moment. Exactly. Yeah, projectability is huge. That's great. All right, and what, what about a third one there? Yeah, the third one, this one, this one comes up a lot, and it, and it can be a kind of tough subject, and it's not something that, that I talk about lightly. And, and uh, you know, it's something that we've talked about with a lot of families and, I, and said my coaches are going to be the ones who are taking care of my recruiting. And I, I never want to speak poorly of any coaches out there, high school club, travel coaches. I just came off of being a travel coach for the last four years coaching. Um, competitive competitive travel softball here in Illinois. Um, so the coaches out there, they want to help their student athletes. They want to you know, give them the right information and push them in the right direction and help them get onto the collegiate level. Absolutely. We are 100% with that. I was a coach. I wanted to help out every single student athlete that I possibly could. What I would talk about with the athletes that I coached is that there are way more of them than there are of me it's hard for me to focus on each one of their individual needs. So coaches, they're out there doing a ton of work for these student athletes, but it's not always easy for them to focus on each individual need for every single student athlete. When they have that, they have, you know, if they're a teacher at the school, if they have their own family, their own lives outside of just getting a student athlete recruited. So while we're hundred percent support of coaches helping student athletes through the process, um, it's not always easy for a high school club travel coach to be the one who's doing all of the recruiting for a student athlete. That's good. Yeah. The, the coaches kind of get thrown into uh, a lot of roles when you, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. depending where you're at, you become the, you know, the coach and the strength and conditioning and the physical therapist at times. And, you know, yeah, and, the, and the parent <laughs> and the psychiatrist and the manager and the finance guy and the, yeah, there's so many things that the coach role can take on. Um, so yeah, that's that's good to hear. Um, awesome. Well, thank you. That's that's a good um, good insight into um, what you know how kids can prepare and, and parents can begin to prepare for college recruitment if that's something that they are, are um, going towards. And one thing I I did want to bring up too, and um, you kind of hit on this a little bit in your own. Um, youth bringing, but the topic of of early specialization in a sport um, is something that is in the healthcare realm is kind of a, I guess, like a hot topic right now. And a lot of people are talking about there's just a lot of injuries and just not so good health consequences from kids specializing very early in their sport. Um, and I wanted to see from your perspective as seeing kids that are getting recruited and seeing their story a little bit, um, if there is a, um, so from the healthcare, I'll just, but from the healthcare provider, it'd be like, 
don't specialize early in sport, like play multiple sports and you'll develop as an athlete better. Um, is there a flip side of that from the college recruitment of, of, Hey, it'd be better if you did specialize early or is it still in line with, you know, the, the health thing? Do you understand? So there might be a, a tension there. That's yeah. okay if it's yeah, yeah. there, but mm-hmm. is there even a tension there or what, what, what would you say to that? I know it's, it's really kind of a, a balancing act when it comes to specialized, uh, specialization with a uh, sport and, and whether that's going to detriment your health. So I'm, I'm very much with you in the sense that I, I'm not big on specialization in sports. I like I, told you, I tried to play every sport I possibly could. I, I still want to play every sport I possibly can um, because I think it helps you become a better athlete overall. I think the, the number from this last year's NFL draft, it was something like 25 of the 30 top uh, first round picks for multi multi-sport athletes. They were focused on one sport in high school. Um, so I think overall it does help you become a better athlete in addition to, you know, saving you from potential injury down the road. I I've had shoulder surgery myself as a former pitcher. I've sprained my ulnar collateral ligament, my elbow twice. I've, I've multiple injuries on uh, my groin. It, so it just that specialization, even as a, someone who's, you know, essentially fully grown, it's yeah. present. It's something that can happen, especially for younger athletes who are still developing, that are still growing. I think it's really hard on them to focus on one thing and, and expect that they're not going to have that type of injury. From a recruiting standpoint, it's difficult because there are going to be student athletes who are focused on, let's say, just baseball all year round. So they're inherently going to get more exposure to college coaches just being out there where coaches are watching on a regular basis. That being said, for student athletes who are going to be multi-sport athletes, it doesn't mean that they can't get recruited. It just really means that they need to be more proactive with marketing themselves, which is really what we preach and advocate underneath everything at all. It's just that you're not going to get recruited by just going out and playing your sport in most cases. Mm-hmm. So what really kind of what we talk about, that's as many sports as you want. Just know that in the fall, if you're playing football and you're focused on baseball, that you're going to need to be emailing coaches during your football season for the upcoming spring and summer seasons for baseball. It's, it's really not too complicated outside of that. I think you can do all of the above, but uh, it just means that you have to be a little bit more accountable, a little bit more assertive when it comes to marking yourself and recruiting. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So it takes a little bit. It's kind of going to your first thing that you say that just if you're a good athlete, you'll you get exposure, you'll be picked up. And so if you follow with that same mindset, then you think, okay, I need, I need to play more and get more exposure. When in fact, you're saying actually what matters is you marketing yourself. And so you can do that, um, you know, if you're playing different 100%. sports. And, and it's yeah. interesting because I think it, it also, um, some arguments that might come up from people is, is you know, okay, it's okay for the soccer athlete. Um, but when you get down to more specialized either positions or sports, I, you know, okay, I need to, be putting more in but you so you came from pitching um which is probably one of the most specialized positions that you can have um in a sport and do you know um just from people that you grew up with or that in in the career like how many how many pitchers from your youth like did not end up making it um all the way through or who did as far as people do you have people that specialized early that was that beneficial or was it not beneficial for them? I don't know if you can think of any people. When, when you say making it, do you mean like making it to, to the college? Or I guess, yeah. I guess, yeah, making, making it without an injury. Yeah, I guess either making it through to 
you know, college, I guess, or even beyond, but just that. Um, so you have like the junior high or high school pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, how many of them are by focusing just on that pitching position end up becoming a pitcher in either the major leagues or in, in college? I, I can really think of very few. It's it's really I, I don't recall many of the athletes that I played with growing up being you know, one sport athletes. Most everyone that I grew up with, they were playing multiple multiple sports. The guys that I was playing baseball with in high school, I grew up playing hockey with them and played other sports. They were football players at our high school as well. So I mean, I graduated yeah. from high school in 2005. I think that multi sports were a little bit more of a focus at that point. Um, but I really can't think too many athletes that were you know, one sport and made it all the way through and just kind of focused on that. It's, it's kind of, you know, it seems like it's a little bit more of an experience at this point and, and yet to be seen how that's going to progress and play out for student athletes who are more focused uh, coming into college and professional sports these days. But, you know, even just in the, in the minor leagues, there were just very few pitchers that were on my teams that, weren't other didn't play other positions didn't play other sports that it's a joke going around four pitchers that were the athletes on the team uh-huh. we we get ribbed by all the other players that were not the athletes but most of the pitchers that i played with save a couple few were very good athletes and played other sports growing up as well got it that's good yeah i'm just curious about about your experience in that uh we'll just do a couple couple other things here and then i'll, I'll let you go um but if you could think about um, it's kind of a two-part question, but what would you say to a parent of a of a junior high athlete? Um, in you know, what are some things they can be doing to prepare for college recruitment? And then the second part would be as a high school athlete. And is there any difference in there? And and maybe speak to that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So as a junior high athlete, it's really about developing your skills. This is the time where. You know, it doesn't necessarily as ma- matter as much about whether you win this tournament or not. You don't necessarily need to throw five games in a row as a pitcher and win this tournament. That's not going to have much of an effect on your future in most cases. But develop your skills. Develop uh, becoming a better athlete, be becoming a better student athlete, figure out how to manage your time doing both, um, and get better. That's, that's really one of the biggest things that it sounds like is lacking these days is with travel sports being prominent is that it's more about winning. And, and as a travel or travel coach myself, I, at the end of the day, I wasn't necessarily as focused on whether or not we won. Of course I wanted us to win, but I wanted the girls on my teams to get better. I thought my main goal was that you guys develop and that you become better players and better young adults through the course of, of the season. Yeah. Um, so as junior high student athletes, when it comes to recruiting, you definitely can start thinking about it. You, you definitely don't have to have all the answers at that point, but at least start thinking about a plan. Start thinking about what types of schools you may or may not want to go to. Do you want to stay in state? Do you want to go far from home? Um, are you only thinking Division One? If you are, you probably need to start working on getting recruited right now as a, as a junior high student athlete. It's um, just kind of the nature of the beast these days. Uh, but start putting things into place. Start laying out a game plan for for the next four years timber that you don't wake up one day and it's junior year of high school and you haven't taken any steps and you're behind the game. Yeah. Okay. And what with, about with high, high school? With yeah. high, well, yeah, with high school student athletes, um, you know, be on top of it. You know, just know that you only get one shot at this. Uh, we talk about 
recruiting in, in college that it's not for the next four years, it's for the next 40 years. With the college you go to, the education you receive, the amount of student loan debt you have coming out of college, <laughs> those are all going to dictate the next 40 years of your life. And so it, it's not always all 100% about the scholarship, but just know that the work that you put into getting recruited now as a freshman will have an effect on what school you end up going to four years from now. Be be prepared, be ahead of the game, know that you're up against a lot of competition and that things probably aren't just going to fall into place for you. It's not going to be a smooth road. There are going to be ups and downs. There are just going to be success and failure. Um, and just know that you don't have to have all the answers, but you do need to take steps forward. You need to start moving forward and bounce around until you find the right direction. It's going to take some uh, process of elimination to, to get you where you want to be. At the end of the day, every student athlete's goal, if they want to play in college, if that's something they're 100% committed to, they should ideally want to be finished with the recruiting process before the start of their senior year so they can use their senior year as a victory lap. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Kyle. Um, I have one more question. And um, Perfect. that is if, I guess more going back to your personal journey here, but if you could go back in time and talk to your 15-year-old self, um, some advice, what, what would that advice be that you'd give your 15-year-old self? Yeah, this might be a hot take because I did end up going on to play professional baseball, but I would tell myself not to quit hockey. I, I still love <laughs> hockey. I wish, I wish I had been a hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so don't quit hockey. You know, stick it out for another year. Get through this awkward phase you're going through right now where you're growing nine inches and you can barely walk and you're about as awkward as it gets. Uh, personally, through this a little bit further uh but otherwise i just just didn't enjoy it, it goes by really fast um it's going to come to an end at some point uh but the biggest advice i would give myself is just to soak it in and make the best out of it That's uh, awesome. you only get one chance at, at a lot of these opportunities so really enjoy them while you can and, and make them the best thing you can uh, seek out the hardest seek out the hardest actions you can take and go at them full force. Awesome. Hey, well, thanks, Kyle. Thanks for taking the time to talk with me about this. I just really love the, the conversation here. I love how uh, the, the perspective that you get uh, day in and day out with working with kids. And um, if, uh, if people are interested in um, what you do at NCSA there, how can they, how can they connect with you guys? So our website, it's ncsasports.org. You guys can go to the website. You can submit information in there. Um, you can reach out to me directly. My email address is kwinters at ncsports.org. I have a page for, uh, for work. It's um, Kyle Winters NCSA. We do um, NCSA live chats. Myself, David Kamisic, another manager or senior manager here, uh, senior recruiting coordinator, Danny Koenig, every Tuesday afternoon at 2 o'clock Central Time where we talk about different uh, recruiting topics and answer live questions. Uh, so there's a lot of ways to find us uh, online and feel free to reach out. We're, we're here to help and point families in the right direction for themselves, for their goals. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Kyle. Have a wonderful day and uh, just look forward to seeing, seeing what you guys do in the future here. Thank you, Matt. It's a pleasure speaking with you. I hope to get, to get the chance to speak with you again at some point. Well, that conversation was chock full of information for the college-bound athlete. I hope you're taking some notes there. If you have a student athlete who has aspirations for 
playing in college, um, definitely reach out to Kyle and uh, his team over there at NCSA. Um, if you have any uh, questions or want some help with the recruitment, they are experts at that, and they that's what they do. They help help connect kids to get them into college sports. So um, once again, I just really enjoy the conversations we have with the people on the show here. I hope you enjoy them too. Um, if you like this show, if you'd like to hear more, definitely you can reach out to me on email. It's matt, M-A-T-T, at sportschange.com. Um, I would love to hear from you if you have any suggestions on topics that you'd like to hear. Definitely also, if you just like us on iTunes, that would help us get our ratings up. And we just really enjoy doing this and want to continue to put out some content for you guys out there. So have a wonderful day and hope to be able to connect with you guys online.